Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Say what? Charette. Doc G, what is up, sir? Other than technical difficulties, not a lot, Mike. Jeez. Not a lot. Hey, that's totally fine. You know, it happens. You know? It's happened to me like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Just out, on the show. just out of context, it sounds like, I mean, just like the way we said it, it just sounds like it was like problems in the bedroom. You're like, it happened to oh, me yeah, three three times. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not a big deal. My lady said it's not a big deal. We're okay, everybody. It didn't happen. We were able to restart. It didn't, it didn't happen, listeners. Mike's been fine in the bedroom. Don't get it twisted. That's right. Don't get it twisted. And, uh, anyways, Mike, I don't know. My week's been going good. How's your week been? That's good. It's man, fantastic, fantastic. Mm. You know, um, that sounded yeah. eight, eight and a half. Are we below? Oh above? yeah, oh yeah, eight and a half. Okay, solid all weekend. Yeah, all right. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Solid, solid. Do anything special? Did you go uh, naturing or anything? Hmm. You know what did I do this weekend? Uh, shows, oh. and I feel like mm. uh, you know, yeah, just been doing just getting doing it a lot in of shows. A Get, lot of shows, getting the yeah, work like getting in, in the reps. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. it, man. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm su I'm surprised you weren't inundated with information on the most important story of our time of the last week. Word, also known as the dumbest story of our time. Mm. I'll give you a hint, Mike. Two billionaires. Two billionaires. Muskerberg. Muskerberg is correct. Mm. These fellas just felt a need. Meta versus X in the ring. Fighting it out. Blam. By the way, Dana White said it would be the world's biggest fight, which I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, say he's wrong since, you know, he has been doing this for years as far as promoting fights. <laughs> but why, Mike? Why? Like, there is no chance in I would pay for that fight. Nope. None. You could tell me all kinds of things that were going on, and I'd be like, I'll catch the update afterwards. Somebody can tell me who won. I don't know. There's no way I'm giving my money for that stupid Mike, no way, no okay. way. Okay, that's fair. But how much time would you spend trying to find the stream? No, none, <laughs> none, none. Like I said, I'll get okay. the update afterwards. That's all I need to see. I, uh, oh, yeah. you'll probably see it on Instagram highlights. Yeah, well, for sure. well, uh, I'll, Mike, I'll get to that. There, there's gonna be, there's <laughs> gonna be some updates on that side uh, of things okay. here okay. in a little because so much happened. This past week oh. in the fight news, Mike, that we need to get to. Nope. Um, first off, so it's been going back and forth, listeners. There's been, you know, ever since the start of this thing, I, I think, honestly, Musk did not prepare for the nerd rage that that uh, that Zuckerberg has. So true. Like, he was not prepared mm. for how keyed in Zuckster is ready to fight somebody. 
He was not ready for that. And Zuck Zuckerberg's like, ah, I gotta fight somebody. Like he's just mm -hmm. he's just charged up. And uh, and Musk was like, oh, I just sort of wanted to talk about this to get people to keep looking at her tweets. That's all I really wanted. Like he wasn't ready for it. And uh, and and Zuckerberg's been trying to get a date. He has been pushing for a date. And in the midst of this, mm -hmm. last week, Chris Anderson, the guy that made TED Talks, he uh, shot out uh, an ex, formerly known as a tweet, uh, and he said in this formal, formally known tweet, what? Um, here's a better idea, a cage match debate. How to build an amazing future. Oh yeah. That was his that was his ex, Mike. I like that. Yeah. I like that ex. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I do. I mean, you know, this is what I said from the beginning, Mike. I said, you know, how about these guys that have billions of dollars do something productive? That would be something productive there. You know? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if it'd be productive. It'd be less not productive than fighting each other in a cage yeah. match. So, you know. But, uh, you know, uh, Musk uh, went along with this idea, and he was like, uh, sounds like a good idea. This is really fighting, as I believe, a noble sport. That mm, was his... There we go. You know? There we go. And, yeah, and, I, and I agree with it. But again, Mike, if you're going to say that, get off the, the fighting train. You know? Mm -hmm. As soon as you say, I think that's a good idea, then just be like, okay, no more fight, guys. We're going to have a debate. We're going to plan this debate. <laughs> not, not. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. When am I going to fight uh, Zuckerberg? Like, you can't. No. Blam. Don't do both. Yeah. Don't do both. Doesn't work. <laughs> hey, Doc G, what if, uh, what if when they, what if when they started fighting, mm -hmm. they both grew tentacles? <laughs> huh? <laughs> like, right when they're like, all right. And then uh, they both start growing and we're all like, oh, we knew they were aliens. My, and then Mike, uh, you've been listening like, to too ah. many UFO documentaries. <laughs> you have gone down a rabbit hole. And I'm sure there are listeners right now that are like, uh, yes, that's exactly yeah, what probably. I was thinking. <laughs> I knew it. All right. Man, just, I don't know. I, I, Mike, I told you, I'm more on the robot side with Zuckerberg anyways. I'm much more on the side. I, I see that. I can see that. Much more on the that. side that, that Musk hits him in the face and it's just Terminator and one side comes <laughs> down and it's just all robot underneath. And you're like, oh, yeah, no. what's the liquid one? <laughs> yeah, T-1000, man. Or T-1000. Is it uh, T-2000? T yeah, T-2. It's T-2. That's the oh, liquid no. liquid animanium. That's the worst yeah. kind of mm -hmm. Terminator. Uh, Got to watch out, man. Unstoppable. <laughs> Un uh, only by your favorite weapon. Sawed-off shotgun. Pop. Pop. My brother. Uh, that'll actually, stop him. I got really sidetracked, but my brother actually uh, saw uh, an interview with, uh, with Arnold talking about how he trained for that part, for the, the, the shotgun part. Like, he mm. trained hardcore just to get that so he could be on the uh, motorcycle one-handed loading the gun and shooting it. That's a fact. Like, he trained yeah. repeatedly for that, blindfolded himself and everything so that it would look like he was a robot. Like, you know, it was just robotic in the in his maneuvers of doing it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Incredible. That was yeah. like... You know, low key, one of my favorite moves from that yeah. movie was the way he yeah. cocked that shotgun. Just did it. That was cool. Did it 
Awesome. Man. Side note. Side note. Anyways. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, know? you for sharing Thank that. You. Um, but uh, right after the verbal sparring idea was thrown out, they, they immediately just uh, put that to the side. We're not actually doing that. And Dana White went on Mike Tyson's podcast. And on the podcast, Dana White said he had been in talks with Italy's Italian culture minister and officials at the Coliseum. To hold the fight there. Hmm. The Coliseum, Mike. The real Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Such an historical setting for the worst event ever. Like, it's like using Lambeau Field <laughs> for a peewee football game. Like, we got these three-year-olds, and we're going to set them out here on the field. There we go. Like, no, come on. <laughs> Don't make it like this is uh, this is history, and you're gonna put these two nerds out there. Come on, man! <laughs> only if it's a theme. Only if we can all wear robes. Well, they have to wear robes. <laughs> Mike, that's coming. Hold on, hold on. Uh, my bad, Doc G. I'm ruining your joke. No, 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 no. That's not a joke. That's a real thing that Elon Musk said. Huh? So a day. Uh, okay. So a day after Dana White uh, goes out there and says this, Elon Musk he xed out. Uh, he went on uh, X and uh, X'd, uh, X'd a mofo out. He said, the fight <laughs> will be managed by my and Zuck's foundation. Like how I'm calling him Zuck's. He gave him a, a nickname. Mm. I'm like, come on, you're fighting him. You can't, can't give him a nickname. Nope. But he said, my and Zuck's foundation, in parentheses, not UFC. He's cutting Dana out. That's what he said, not UFC. Mm. Then he said... Live stream will be on this platform and meta. Everything in camera frame will be ancient Rome. So nothing modern at all. <laughs> I spoke to the prime minister of Italy and minister of culture. They have agreed to this location. So many things, Mike. So many things. But I do, as you remember, I like how he caved, Mike. Uh, if you remember last week, we said it was gonna. He said it's gonna be live streamed on X, and I said I'm not doing it unless it's uh, it's uh, unless we're threading our balls off. That's right. And he has changed it now, Mike. <laughs> X and Meta, we're doing both. We're doing both. <laughs> but like you said, I do like the uh, ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. There's just gonna be all kinds of. People dressed up like they're in the year 100 around, like, yay or nay to this, thumbs up or thumbs down. Ever. And then I like how he said on camera, like right outside of the camera, there were just going to be all kinds of modern technology spectacles on the side. But he's like, luckily, we got that out, out of the camera, mm -hmm. like just ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Don't get the AV crew. Yeah. But later that day, Mike, when answering questions from people that care enough to X back at Musk when he Xs out, uh, <laughs> Musk replied to one of their Xs by saying, I spent three hours in an MRI machine on Monday. Bottom line is that my C5, C6 fusion is solid. So that is not an issue. However... There is a problem with my right shoulder blade rubbing against my ribs, which requires minor surgery. Word. Recovery will only take a few months. Which led to, led to speculation, Mike. He's stalling. Mm -hmm. 
I got to say, Mike, he has become that guy. He has become that guy. Oh, I'd love to kick your right now. But I got this thing in my wrist, and it's been going on for a little bit. I'm got, I got to wait until it heals. But after that, man, it's me and you. And now, Mike, this is the most important info of the whole week here. Following up on Sunday, Zuckerberg shot a thread out, threaded his balls off. Um, he said, quote, Elon won't confirm a date. Then he says he needs surgery and now asked to do a practice round in my backyard instead. Blame. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date and official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, <laughs> time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take the sport seriously. That's right. Big time. Uh, Doc G, I don't think I don't think you saw this, but he also tweeted, by the way, don't call me Zucks. Oh. <laughs> At uh, Elon. No, oh, Mike. No. no. It's, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, Mike. I, like I said, he's got some nerd rage, you know? He yeah, is, he does. He's ready to go. You know, and I, I I like, though, how he did throw in that he knows how to reach me. Huh? Yeah. It's 2023. You can reach anybody, anytime, anywhere. It's not, and it doesn't, saying that does not make you sound like a superhero, so. <laughs> the Facebook signal. He knows where to reach me. <laughs> Boop, in the metaverse. There I am. Blam. Just ridiculous, Mike. I, just so sad, too. Elon wants to do a practice round and they really had the dms of elon being like we should do a practice round in the come on what are you five grow up elon just stop so he's he, just trolling everybody he's trolling everybody so my here's here's my synopsis mike here's my synopsis are you ready um both of these men are horrible <laughs> yep yep and in, yeah. in addition it seems that Zuck is all about this dumb fight. To his mm -hmm. credit, he wants to put up or shut up. And it seems like Musk just wants to continue talking about it for eternity. Mm -hmm. Lastly, last thing, I just wasted 15 minutes of everyone's time talking about it. Yes. You're welcome. Celebration sounds. Celebration sounds. You're, you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. And you know what, Mike? I've got an hour and 45 minutes of good time wasting left to give. Are you Let's go. Are you ready to start the clock on wasting? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Mm. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Mm. Mike, we have a terrific show. We have uh, the War Hippies on the show the fellas are coming to saint augustine they're going to be part of the sing out loud festival Sweet. so uh we're gonna talk out loud with them Blam. can't wait to chat with them mike i'm gonna call this interview war hippies being interviewed by hippie that's mm. what we're gonna there call this this interview uh can't wait to talk to them but first we need to start where we start Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mike, pretty good week last week. 
You got uh, two out of three there. 51 and three-fourths out of 93. Wow. So, mm-hmm. climbing up the 50 percenters. I think, this might not be crazy to say, Mike, I think you may be able to get uh, three for three this week. Maybe. All right, let's go. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, this first one, I'm like 99% on you for this one. Pretty positive. Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, Know it. It's got to be Jesus. him. The thriller. Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, no. Here, here. I'm going to try to give you the, the one-sentence clue. Michael right. Scott from The Office. Steve Carell. Steve Carell is correct. Yes, nicely yeah. done. That's why I was like 99% sh- sure there. Yeah. Where do you th- Might as well be Michael Jackson. Where, where do you think he was born, Mike? Uh, Connecticut. Yeah, close. Massachusetts. Mm. Massachusetts, oh. man. Concord, Massachusetts. Went to Denison University in Granville, Ohio. He was a... Uh, he was a uh, a disc jockey in uh, in Denison. Yeah, yeah. At W Dub, that was their call letters. W D U B. W Dub. That's awesome. Dub Dub. Yes. Dub Dub. Yes. The radio station. I'm a little bit jealous. I wish we had Dub Dub as our call sign. Anywho, uh, he got uh, into Second City. Stephen Colbert was his understudy at Second City. Then he was on The Daily Show. Then, of course, uh, he started uh, Michael Scott on The Office and uh, just skyrocketed to uh, fame there along with mm-hmm. a whole bunch of uh, movies. Uh, you know, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Anchorman, Bewitched, uh, Date Night, Despicable Me, Crazy Stupid Love, Evan Almighty, The Big Short, just all kinds. Big fan of yeah. Crazy Stupid Love, Mike. You ever watch that movie? That's a good Ooh, one. Ooh, I don't think so. Uh, it's a good I one. Watch that one. Uh, you need you need to check that one out. It's got Ryan Gosling. It's got Emma Stone. It's uh, oh yeah, I did watch that one. Uh, okay, yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. It's a good one, man. I like it. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a loop. Uh, and I'll be honest, the first time I watched it, I wasn't even like I you know, it was one of those that I did not see like the pre. Well, I did see the previews, but I wasn't putting two to two together. And then I watched it, and I wasn't even thinking it was going to be his daughter that they were going out with. Like I, I wasn't even like putting the the two connection there between the two. Like I thought it was actually like two separate stories. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, that would make sense. Man, I need to pay more attention when I'm watching these movies. But mm. regardless, great movie. Love it. There's, yeah, a, it there's a lot. Ryan of, Gosling's freaking jacked in that movie too, by the way. He is. He is. I mean, they, they, picked, Man crush. they picked a really good sexy dude for that movie. Yeah. You know, it was uh, not bad. And then, and then he's rich on top of it. And of course he's sensitive yeah. and you're like, the perfect dude, ah. the perfect dude. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, happy birthday to Steve Carell turning, wow, hard to believe, 61. 61. Wow. Looks fantastic for 61. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting it. Anyways, yes. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Mike, important story from Austria. Austria, a penny supermarket store about 45 miles west of Vienna was closed down after a Brazilian wandering spider was found in the bananas being sold in the store. Ew. Hmm. I got to tell you right now, Mike, if I saw one of these spiders in my bananas, 
I'm burning my whole house down and never coming back. <laughs> like, it's, uh, wow. Let's yeah. see what this thing looks like. Yeah, not good. I'm sure you'll oh. get one of them where they're rearing up when you put it into Google, and yeah, they're frightening. Uh, and side note, Mike, they can show up in Monte Video, so I'm a, little, I'm a little bit frightened now uh, about my location. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, Mike, they shut the store down. Um, and now they shut the store down because they have highly toxic venom. Uh, very, very, very toxic venom. Uh, but I like how TMZ let us know something else wow. about what happens when you're bitten by the spider, Mike. Let me read directly from TMZ about what happens. Quote, A highly venomous spider was spotted in the store, and the creature has a bite that can not only kill but also causes permanent erections. Huh? <laughs> what? What? Mike, there's all kinds of horrible reactions to this spider bite. It causes vomiting, hypertension, hypothermia, mm -hmm. sweating, edema, edema. Like I said, it can potentially kill you. Mm -hmm. But when TMZ got this news story, they're like, wait a second, you said a person gets a boner? When they get bitten? Yeah, we got to write a story about that. That's going to be the leading thing. <laughs> Girl, come Let's on. see. How, how do I put boner in the headline? What are we going to write here with like, come on. And I, I can tell you right now, Mike, if I get bitten by the spider, an erection is the, the bottom of my list of concerns. That's a fact. That is not the thing. I'm more concerned with the poison coursing through my mm -hmm. veins. That's mainly what I'm worried about. Like, yeah. Doc G, when you Google it, it says kill time, two to six hours. Yeah. Kill time. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that was a stat. <laughs> that is not a stat I want to be thinking about either when it happens. Uh, also, this is a minor thing about the story, but like they said permanent erections. Hmm. It does not cause permanent erections. Nope. Like it's not going to be there forever. It's not like there are 75-year-old dudes walking around brazil with boners and people are like what happened and the guy's like well back in 1972 i was bitten by a spider ever since then just pitch a tent constantly <laughs> never leave Ew. no it's it's like a medication it goes away in several hours afterwards like get out mm. of town here with your permanent erection what is wrong with you Blam. anyways mike stay away from him i would not want to be a part of that spider whatsoever mm. what about low doses <laughs> Actually, I did look into it, Mike. There are there have been researchers that have looked at it as an alternative as far as isolating the compound in the venom <laughs> to use as a alternative to Viagra. So, yes. There we go. There you go. There you go. There we Mike, go. we've got more important news. TB news. Tom Brady. Tom Brady news. Now, this isn't going to be the best. This this news actually isn't going to be great for him, so I thought we should we should break it to him. You know, we we talked about his new lady friend, and we are mm -hmm. all very excited for him. Uh, but Mike, the first cut is the deepest. So true. And in this case, I'm talking about Giselle, even though she was not the first cut, but you know she was Word. before his current lady, so mm -hmm. it's a earlier cut, so it still counts. Regardless, Mike. <laughs> You remember how when I brought up his new lady, you asked, hey, what about Giselle and her uh, jujitsu instructor? Yeah, what about that guy? I got new info on it. 
This Uh-oh. past week, Mike, Giselle was coming back from a trip from Brazil. Her plane got back super early in the morning. I'm talking in the 4 a.m. hour, Mike. Mm. And when she gets to the Miami uh, airport, she doesn't have a valet. She doesn't have a town car. No. Mr. Jo- uh, Joaquin Valente Girl, is there waiting to pick her up, Mike. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The jujitsu instructor picked her up at 4.30 in the a.m., Mike. Yeah. Now, TMZ was quick to point out there was no PDA. But I don't need any, Mike. It's obvious. If you're picking somebody up that early in the morning, you got something going on. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I can tell you right now, if I'm solely her jujitsu instructor... Unless she's paying me $100,000 a training session, I'm not picking her up at 4.45 in the morning. That's not happening. Nope. Ubers pick people up 24 hours a day. So do taxis. Yeah, they do. You've got Mm -hmm. money. You're good. Go do that. Like, you're not doing that unless some shady going on on the side. And you know why it's shady, Mike? People are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tom's moved on. Yeah, Tom moved on. But it wasn't somebody he was with while they were together. Mm-hmm. Know what yeah. I'm saying, Mike? Separate, separate meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, that's the update. Tom, if you need to talk about it, we're here for you. That's a fact. If Come you, on the show. You want we, we, we can talk off air if you want to, and then we can come on and talk about happy things mm-hmm. on the air. We're mm-hmm. just here for yeah. you, TB. Mm-hmm. Me and Mike, we want to be your Council, mm-hmm. your bro council. We're here for you. Word. Anyways, Mike, interesting story out of Pennsylvania. Police were notified about a dog left unattended at the Pittsburgh airport. Hmm. They showed up, and there was a dog, a French bulldog, just sitting there in the short-term uh, parking lot. Ah. Yeah. Now, now they checked. Uh, they checked, and the animal had a microchip. So they uh, they 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 found the owner. They they located the owner. In the meantime, they did a little investigation, you know, and they talked to the airport staff, and they found out that the owner had been told by a staff member of an airline that her dog would have to be put in a crate for the flight, and would have to be in the cargo hold. Apparently, this lady hadn't planned for that, so. She walked out to the parking lot and just left the dog. What? Mm. The dog's seven years old, Mike. She just left the dog. Like, I gotta wonder, what was the exact game plan here, Mike? Was she just like, well, I'm gonna be back like two days. She'll still be here. Pretty sure. She'll probably be hanging around. It'll be fine. I'll just leave her. Like, you would assume this lady has had the dog for seven years you know, and she finds out she needs a crate for the dog, she'd be like, whoa, whoa, I, I can't go on this trip. But instead, this lady was just like, eh, it looks like this is where we part ways. Sorry, dog. <laughs> like, I just like, hey, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this lady is not married, Mike. There's no way that this lady can be married. <laughs> like, honey, where do, you, where do you think we should eat tonight? I don't know. I was thinking Olive Garden. Ooh. 
Looks like this is where we go separate ways. <laughs> I'm going to have to end this right now. Like, come on. Blame. And, you know, I was thinking about this, Mike. You know, if she, if she was actually just planning on leaving the dog, she had to know the microchip was in there. And she knew the microchip would lead back to her. So I was thinking maybe that was her plan. It was like she'll, she was like, I'll let it go. Somebody will find it, take care of it for a couple days. They'll contact me, and I'll act mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, it ran away. Thank God yeah. you found my dog. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure that's what she like thought. She knows the dog is cute AF. Yeah. And people are going to want to pick it up. And, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where you went. I think that was her plan. I think that was her yeah. plan. Too bad she already talked to the airplane staff, and they were like, hey, is she just letting go of that dog in the parking lot? She is. Mm. Oh, no. All right, call the police. This moron let her dog out in the... Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, that happened, Mike. Mike, uh, let's see here. Yeah. I'm going to do that one after the break. That's a long story, but I'll give you... A, I got two shorter stories. We got the Florida story. We got Annie Mae. What do you want to hear? Let's hear about... What's the Florida story? What's going on? All right. I like it. I like it. What's Mike, up? Uh, Mike, you know, sometimes with the Florida headlines, I feel like we're too highbrow for Florida headlines. You know? I'm like... <laughs> it's too, that's too skanky for us. We're better than that, yeah. you know? And then there's some that I'm like, all right, that's too good to pass up. I got it. That's perfect. And this one's one of those. Here's the headline. Quote, a Florida man is charged with flooding an emergency room after attacking a nurse and stripping. Mm. Yes. Yes. So here's what happened. Let me give you the, let me give you the rundown, Mike. He barged into an emergency room, pushed a patient and a nurse Hospital staff subdued him, put him in a room by himself. When he got into the room by himself, he immediately took off all of his clothes and pulled a high-pressure water pipe from the wall and flooded the emergency room. Hmm. Then, as the article puts it, responding deputies subdued the man using a taser after he threatened uh, threatened him, and now he is facing... A single charge of aggravated battery and four charges of criminal mischief. Mm. Yep. Yep. Now, I've already said on the show, Mike, but there is nothing I love more than the criminal charge of mischief. That (laughs) just makes me happy. Hey, Jeff, I heard you went to jail for four years. What for? Mischief. Two counts of mischief, one uh, count of tomfoolery, three counts of shenanigans. Luckily, they dropped the count of hijinks. So, got out on a technicality on the hijinks, but mischief couldn't shake. What the <laughs> mischief, Mike? What is that? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Give us a real Criminal issue. shenanigans. It's ridiculous. Criminal mischief. That's ridiculous. But that is Florida. I think you that that could be our tagline for Florida. Mm-hmm. Criminal mischief. The state of criminal mischief. That's us, <laughs> man. Anyways, Mike, we are gonna take a break. We are gonna be right back. But first, we're gonna hear from the fantastic war hippies right here on the Doc G show.
Living in the shadows of the pale moonlight She'd been running with the angels everyone could see Got fear in church going on asleep Silver-tongued devil swept her off her feet Promised her the world just to steal her dreams He knew it was coming, it was his last night Lord, when they caught him, should have heard him cry Good Lord willing in the creek don't rise Town folk hollering hang him up high Sin is sin in the good Lord's eye And the hangman's waiting just to watch you die Dead man walking Dead man walking He said I didn't do it now that's the truth Tell me how I could have cause there ain't no proof Man said, for we ain't no fool You're gonna meet your maker at the end of that noose Good Lord willing in the creek don't rise Town folk hollering hang them up high Sin is sin in the good Lord's eye And the hangman's waiting just to watch you die Dead man walking Dead man walking Headed to the gallows you could hear him say Girl, promise it'll be okay She begged and pleaded, said you have to wait The lawman said, girl, you're way too late Good Lord willing in the creek don't rise Town folk hollering, hang them up high Sin is sin in the good Lord's eye And the hangman's waiting just to watch you die Lord willing in the creek don't rise town Folk collar and hang them up high Sin is sin in the good Lord's eye But you might have got it wrong if the hangman cries They strung them up high swinging side by side Devil on the left and an angel on the right Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like this show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe on Apple, 
Spotify or wherever they get their podcasts. Uh, it's a cost effect. Oh my gosh. It's a cost effective way to support the show. And if the listeners are feeling extra generous, please leave us a five-star review and a comment. We love comments. Amen. Amen, Mike. You are correct. Uh, I don't, mm. sadly, we don't have any uh, friendly new comments that were uh, gushing over the show, Mike. I don't have any new ones of those. Um, but, uh, bonus, we don't have any negative ones. So That's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, we need to thank the regular listeners, Mike. We need we to do. thank the regular listeners. Here we, we go. Do. Shout out. Shout out Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartansburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, <laughs> Ah, it, it, it transferred over to me, Mike, from you. My bad, oh, no. my bad, my bad. I'm going to finish this one up because I got too far into the list. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, and Boynton, Virginia. There we yeah, go. Yeah. There we go. Thank you to the five-star listeners. Mm-hmm. Woo. Thank you. Woo. Shout out to Dublin, Mike. Yeah, Special shout, shout out, out to Dublin. Yeah, thank you, guy. Wow. So many all, listens. All kinds of listens from our Irish listeners there. Uh, just an update, Mike. The high... Today was 65 in Dublin. Mm. Low was 54. Jeez. It's not going to cut it for me. It's it's August weather. That's not cutting it, you know? But hats off to them. It's green. It's as warm as it's going to get. Live it up. I'm sure there's probably somebody out there like suntanning right now. Like, woo, 65. It's hot as Right? <laughs> There's like a and tiny Lord. little break in the, the clouds. They can yeah. see the ray of light. <laughs> they got the they got the little reflector, the little metal reflector around their face, just yeah. soaking it up, man. <laughs> just soaking it up. Shout out to you guys. Keep on listening, Dublin. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Dublin, and I'm telling you, you get the all time listens. Me and Mike are on our way. Live show. We're on our way. And I'm gonna complain about the weather the whole time I'm there. Same. You're gonna see me. You're going to see me, listeners. I will be in a big puffy jacket. I will be in like three hats, and I'll still be cold. And I'll just be like, oh, God. (sighs) Chills you to your bones. (laughs) It's in me, everybody. And I'll just be eating porridge and soup the whole time, trying to stay warm. I'll also be complaining, but I'll be wearing a kilt. What? For the live show. I'd wear I'd wear undershorts. Uh, well, I was about to say, don't just leave the audience guessing. Is he gonna cross oh, his okay. legs? Are we gonna see something interesting here? <laughs> I don't know. Uh oh. Anyways, uh, thank you, Dublin listeners. We appreciate it, Dubliners. We are very happy. Uh, anytime, anytime we get a good amount of listens from a city, we appreciate it. Mike, it's time for the four star listeners. Shout here we go. Out. Shout out to Terre Haute, Indiana. That's home of Indiana State, Mike. It's uh, mm. Indiana State University, where none other than Larry Bird starred. That is correct. Cool. Hayes cool. Springs, Nebraska. Shout out to Hayes Springs. We don't get in Nebraska that often, and they were up mm. there. So yeah, shout out, true. shout out to Hayes Springs, uh, Hendersonville, 
Tennessee, shout out to you guys. Mansfeld, Ohio, shout out to you guys. Boston, Massachusetts. Titusville, Pennsylvania. Grovetown, Georgia. Houston, Texas. Baltimore, Maryland. Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake, Utah. Egg Harbor City, New Jersey. Seattle, Washington. Little Rock, Arkansas. Charlotte, North Carolina. Warren, Michigan. Rainsville, Alabama. Cedar City, Utah. Cairo, Egypt. Mm. And Canton, Massachusetts. There we go. Shout out. Star listeners, Mike. We, appre- we appreciate the listens, everybody. We do. We do. We appreciate the listens. Mike, we need to move on. To previously on the Doc G Show. I said I was going to look it up for you, and I did. Previously on the Doc G Show. I didn't really find anything satisfying. So I told you from that interview with the great Jimmy Olander, I was going to confirm that it was Irving Azoff that did the whole pull the rug out from Don Henley about the album being completely for charity. I couldn't find anything confirming or denying these accusations, Mike. Hmm. All I could find was that the album was partially for charity, which I already knew and which he already told us. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know. But, I mean, can, I will say considering Irving is worth $400 million Jeez. and he seems to be a very big fan of money. That's a fact. I it wouldn't surprise me too much if he was like, hey, how about we make some money off of this album? I will say that. I just mm-hmm. don't... The thing that I find hard about that story, Mike, is the making Don Henley very angry because I've never seen uh, Irving make Don Henley angry. So, but, you know, again, I don't hang out with them on a daily basis, so maybe they're all mm-hmm. times that they get in fights. I don't know. So true. That's all I got for you, though, Mike. That's my... Thank you, Doc G. That's my update there. Mike, I've got two stories really quick here. Now, this first one's not too quick, but it's a good one. Um, We've all been there, Mike. You're texting with somebody. Something you text is auto-corrected to something Mm -hmm. that seems stupid and perhaps embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there. We've done Mm -hmm. it. I've done it a couple times with you. Nothing that's really stupid, just uh, auto-correct. And I'm like, no. Yeah. This story, Mike, probably beats any story you have as far as that goes. This is a good one. So, a lady just had a right hip replacement surgery. She had a right hip replacement surgery. She had been having trouble with it, you know, as far as the rehab process. Been tough. Having trouble getting around her house, changing, all kinds of stuff, you know? It makes sense. You just had hip surgery. I get it. Yeah. She was texting her friend... Uh, and, uh, she was going around her house. She was texting her friend and she sent her friend a text that said, quote, I think I just myself. Jeez. The phone auto corrected to, I think I just shot myself. Ooh. The friend immediately called 911 and the police came knocked on her doorbell through the uh, ring doorbell. She told the cops she was good. She, she didn't need any help. Um, that, that the call came from a misunderstood text. 
But instead of leaving, the cops put a sticker over the ring video camera, waited two hours, and when the lady looked out, opened the door to look out to see if they had left, the cops jumped on her and detained her. And she was detained Mm -hmm. for 12 hours while basically they were investigating her about this uh, claim of shooting herself. Wow. Mike, I have so, so many questions about this story. Because that's all the information I basically got. But I've got so... First of all, who is your friend that reacts that fast to a text? Hmm... I mean, like, the first thing, I don't know about you, Mike, but the first thing I would do is follow up that text like, wait, you did what? In the face? In the hand? In the wiener? Where did you hit yourself? What happened here? Like, you know? You would get the question mark emoji, not just the question mark. Exactly, exactly. Like, then if I don't hear anything in, like, I don't know, five minutes, then I'll call 911, you know, or or 10 minutes. I'm going to give it some time, though. Second, who is this lady that has enough guns lying around her house that she just shoots herself and then texts someone? Oh, whoops. Totally shot myself. My bad. Like, (laughs) I mean... I know, Mike, if you text me that, uh, I would know it was uh, autocorrect from the beginning because I'd be like, Mike doesn't have any guns that are laying around that he'd just shoot himself with. (laughs) Like, Third, wouldn't the text be like, shot myself, not, I think I shot myself. Totally. (laughs) And, like, there's no thinking about it. You'd be pretty sure. You'd be like, hey, there's a hole in me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tissue that used to be there was displaced by a mm. bullet. Like, you'd, you'd know. You'd know, Mike. Four. Yeah. I mean, I know she's she's been having all kinds of issues. I get it as far as the hip. But, like, can I get the context of how she led into I think I just self-text? Like, I, did she just drop that out of nowhere? Like, yeah, we might be trying to renovate the garage, but the ceiling's going to cost a lot. Then next text, I think I myself. What? <laughs> what the, like, you got to lead up to that a little bit, you know? Like, that would, yeah, I just feel like you got to be pretty good friends with somebody to give them. Yeah, you ze- have to be really good friends. Zero prep to be like, by the way, I just shit myself. Oh, all right. Like, you know, like, anyways. Takes years of friendship to get to that point. You think, <laughs> you think. Fifth, like, I got to say, Let's go to the cops. What the f- kind of tactics are putting a sticker over the video camera so she doesn't know if you're gone? You're the cops, not bank robbers. What the f- are you doing, man? Like, it just seems weird and not cool. Six, the cops waited two hours for her to look out? Jeez. You don't have any other things to do? Like... Come back after a couple hours and be like, hey, you sure you're okay? Okay, just checking again. Like, just like, ridiculous, Mike. I'm just, I, and by the way, I'm just scratching the surface. I've got like 15 other questions. This is <laughs> such a crazy story, Mike. But Mike, before we go to break, quick shout out to Annie Mae Jackson in Carterville, Georgia. Shout out. Annie Mae turned 
100 this weekend. Happy and birthday. Just a little tidbit, Mike. Just a little tidbit for you. Here's a little historical fact. Annie Mae was born when Calvin Coolidge was president. Jeez. Wow. Isn't that crazy Calvin to think? Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge. It's insane, Mike. But she was asked, what will get you to 100, as they always love to ask these 100-year-old folks. Mike, she said, walking. Ah, yes, there we go. Getting those steps in. That's right, Mike. Back when she was in her mid-40s, which, by the way, that would have been in the 1960s when Mm. she was in her mid-40s. God, she's old. She got some arthritis when she was in her mid-40s, Mike. And so she started exercising to combat it, and she just never stopped. She just kept on that fitness, Mike. And she said, Mm. this is my favorite part, and this is why I I brought the story up, Mike. She said her fitness has been inspired by exercise gurus like Jack LaLanne and Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, shout out. Mike, yes! Apparently, since we celebrate Richard Simmons hard on this show. We do. We cater to 100-year-olds. That's our target demographic, 100-year-olds, which, I mean, that's cool for us, but it's also not too good considering I think there's like 100 of them in in the country or something like that. There's It's not a big... 100-year-olds? There's not a big demographic. But really, how many do you think there are, Mike? I looked it up. How many do you think? Um, hmm. I'm going to say 2,000. It's way more than I thought and way more than you thought. 89,000. 89,000. Yeah, 89,739. I wonder if that number has been going up. It has. Where are we at? It has. Over the last, I think they said three or two years from 2019 to 2021, it doubled. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Double. Yeah, man, get out there. And regardless, some steps. Happy birthday to Annie Mae Jackson, man. 100 years. Get out there. Killing the fitness game, Annie Mae. Yeah. By the way, I'm a big fan of your name, Annie Mae. I really like it. That's a good name. It's a nice name. It's like a breakfasty name. That's like like a song name right there. I feel like you Mm, could make a a real folk or country song to it, Annie Mae, you know? Mm -hmm. Regardless. Happy birthday to you, Annie Mae. We are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than the War Hippies right here on the Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are very happy to have Scott and Donnie, better known 
as War Hippies. They've got three shows in Florida coming up this weekend with Travis Tritt, and then in a month, they will be back for the Sing Out Loud Festival in St. Augustine. Fellas, how's it going? Fantastic. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Awesome. I was thinking, I, I told my uh, I told my co-host, I think uh, we'll title this interview, uh, War Hippies Interviewed by Hippie. That's what we'll go with. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have the title War Hippie. I do think I have earned the title hippie, though. So we'll we'll go ahead and we'll stick with that. You got you got a busy August and busy September. Uh, you've got shows Florida, Colorado, Washington, Montana. You're I mean you're literally going from one corner of the country to the other. Uh, being being family men, uh, how how is it? How is it during big traveling tours like this? How do you balance? How, how is it difficult on your families? I'm going to let Scott take this one because I, you know, I just have my wife and my mother-in-law. Scott's got the kids at the house, so he, uh, it's definitely, uh, the, the wife's not, not a problem, yeah. much more accommodating. No, she's, 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 it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the kids, you know, that there's a lot going on and I know Scott has a ton going on with them with school and, and sports and things. So I'll let him talk about that. Yeah. No, um, you know, it's kind of weird because, um, I've been doing this since my kids were born. Um, after I got out of the Marine Corps, um, you know, I wasn't married or anything. I met my wife after. And um, so my oldest is going to be 17 in November. And um, so they've known me on and off the road. Um, I think that now that they're getting older, it definitely plays a lot bigger role because they understand time um, and <laughs> comprehend time. Yeah. Um, so when, when I'm gone for weeks at a time, um, it definitely hits them different now than it used to. And it hits me different too because – uh, like with my oldest, I've got two years left with her mm-hmm. before she becomes independent. And, uh, it, you know, so I try to make it, it count as much as when I am home. Um, we don't hit, we don't go on the road like throughout the entire year, crazy long amounts of times. But usually this time during the summer, it's usually a long one. And this, this runs about six weeks. Yeah. Um, we get, we got two days at the house right now. Um, we go out, the, you know, we're going to be down in Florida with Travis, and then um, we'll be back for day and a half, and then we'll be out for another couple weeks, and then we won't be doing it as as long as that. Um, but it's tough, though, um, especially coming off of COVID when I uh, sitting at the house every day and hanging out with my kids, and I realized what I was missing. Yeah. So um, I, I try to um, make sure that my time is available every chance I get because you know we got softball games and volleyball games and baseball and you know all the stuff so uh, on top of the fact that I've got about six acres to take care of and it turns into Jurassic Park when I'm gone so uh you know I gotta take care of that when I get home too so and here I am taking you away from those things right now what kind of person am I uh, that's all right <laughs> <laughs> well are, are they at the age there are uh, uh are you still cool to your kids or have they got to that age that you're not cool anymore and you got to stay away from dad as far as, or at least be like, Oh dad, come on that guy playing rock um, music. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky that my kids actually still think I'm cool. Um, oh, that's good. That's good. I even met, I, I messed, I messed around with them, um, a while back and said, you yeah, know, maybe I'll just uh, quit this music stuff and, you know, find me something to do, you know, closer to home. 
And one of them was like, well, you can't do that. Then we wouldn't have the cool dad anymore. And I was like, all right, well, I'll keep doing it then. All right. Okay. That's the only your that's the only reason though. That's the one reason I'm gonna yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> what, now you guys uh, uh adjusting to tour life with, with war hippies, I mean that's a it's a fairly like you said, you've been in the music industry, both of you, for a long time, but as far as war hippies, that's been, you know, a fairly recent adjustment because you guys have only been a group for a couple of years. And I think, you know, in a lot of interviews I've seen it, you guys started because there was a, a little DM action. Scott, you see a, a post that, that Donnie uh, makes supporting uh, veterans. You send him a nice message. Donnie, I got to ask, it's, it's one of those things that I think about with this. Even though it was a nice message and it was something that you were, like, passionate about, was there a little percentage of you, like, who is this crazy guy messaging me? Was there a little at the well, start? Well, uh, actually, actually, it's the other way around. So Scott had made the post about supporting the veteran business. So did you think <laughs> that, Scott? Did you think, uh, did you think, oh, who yeah. is this crazy guy? No, I, uh, you know, there's, there's not very many veterans especially combat veterans in our business mm -hmm. um so i like every time i run into one i like to connect with them and you know we just have a different um i think we have a different outlook on things on on life and in, on work ethic and business in general mm -hmm. um so I, I try to connect with as many as i can um so when he reached out i was like, oh, like yeah man uh, uh, he's got a cool studio yeah. i'm gonna go check it out because you know at the time doing doing my own albums i was like i'd rather spend my money with you know a, a combat vet at, a, at his studio than you know one of these yeah. other knuckleheads so um uh I, I was i was happy about it It was awesome so so before you guys started to play playing together uh i mean you both had lived in the nashville scene for a while and you aren't from Nashville, either of you, you know, originally didn't grow up in Nashville. Scott, you came uh, by way of Texas. There, when you first got to Nashville, what'd you think of Music City when you got there? Um, you know, it's funny because um, I'm originally from Colorado, and I moved to Texas after I was um, got out of the Marine Corps. All my friends were from Texas, mm -hmm. and I heard about this uh, the music scene that was was down there, mm -hmm. um, and I and I really kind of fell in love with that. Um, yeah, you know, so when I was in younger in the tech scene, there was a really bad rap about Nashville. Um, it, it was kind of very anti-Nashville, and I kind of fell into that without knowing anything about Nashville or being there. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, basically Charlie Daniels uh, kind of took me under his wing, and his manager, David Corlew, had, had brought me out to Nashville, and uh, I fell in love with it. And every time that we would go out there um just magic would happen and we'd just meet amazing people and um i told my wife i said what would you think about moving to nashville and she's a born and bred texan it's hard to get them people to separate from the state of texas yeah uh but she she said uh call david corlew and see what he thinks and he said i can work with you from wherever you're at but if you're going to play the game you got to be where the game's played and country music played in nashville and so we packed up six weeks later and moved four kids and all my dogs and cats and uh, been here for eight years now. And we love it. Nice. Nice. Well, well, Donnie, you, you set up your recording studio in Nashville. Yeah. Now I do, I do wonder once you set up the studio, did you ever see yourself self being a part of 
uh, a duo like uh, War Hippies, or did you see yourself becoming sort of that behind the scenes production guy for the rest of your career? Yeah, that's a great question. I did not see myself ever going back out on the road. I uh, I had come from a long, uh, you know, a long run of, of being on the road. I was in a black gospel band when I first joined the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we toured extensively, extensively, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dates a year for for uh, for you know years while we were we were breaking that. That was successful. Then I got in the singer songwriter world, toured with that forever on the road. Uh, with the kind of the singer songwriter crowd in Knoxville, so mm-hmm. you know, I was like, you know, spec, you know, would you know when Stapleton was still in the Skill Drivers and the Johnson Brothers and things like that before he way before he'd blown up and Brandy Carlisle wasn't even huge yet, mm-hmm. you know, and you know that that kind of world, and then got into the big country world and toured with the frontmen of country for uh, right around five years, I think total was the time that I was with those guys. Mm-hmm. Tour with those guys. That's the lead singers, a little Texas, rest is hard and lone star. So, had been on stage playing forty number one hits, you know, with those guys, uh, you know, on a stool with them. And really, honestly, I felt like I had achieved, other than I think maybe individual success or anything, I felt like I had, I had really achieved the things that I set out to achieve, which was just play great music with my heroes and do awesome things. And I and I've been producing for a long time, so. Uh, God gave me an amazing opportunity and, and, and blessed me with an amazing space and a, and, a, and a chance to build my dream studio. And I, it's, and I did, and it's still going. And then, uh, lo and behold, Charlie Daniels passes away and, uh, and Scott comes into the picture and, uh, we, uh, apparently there were, uh, different plans. So <laughs> now we're, uh, here we, here we are. And, uh, and I'm play full time on the road, uh, again. And it's been interesting. <laughs> it's been interesting getting back into it. To say the least, uh, you know, uh, just just uh, just just being used to it. It's uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. It's a huge blessing to be able to go out and play for people, and to be you know where we are in our lives as men. You know, as 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 family men, as you know, as all those different things. It's it's uh, it's 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 amazing to be able to be given this opportunity, afforded this opportunity at this point in our lives to do what we're doing. So it's 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 awesome. But no, long answer short which I just made a short answer long is that, no, I did not see myself going back out on the road. Big, big curve. I like it. I like it. I mean, I, I speaking of curves, I was, I wanted to get off of music just for a second because I've, I've had a, a hiatus from this question for, for a while, but, uh, I just recently had a rock group on from Nashville. Uh, the criticals came on and I, I asked them, so I guess I'm going to go back to this question because I've been doing it for a long time for all the artists from Nashville. Since you guys are, are locals now, if I call you up and say, fellas, I'm coming to Nashville, I need a place to eat. What are you giving me? What's the place in Nashville that I need to eat at? Scott, do you have that place? Do you have the, the idea in your head that would be like the go-to sort of local place? Unfortunately, I don't. Um, I, I go into Nashville for business. Uh, don't go in for too much pleasure of, of hanging out. Um, I'm, I'm about 35 minutes to the East in Mount mm. Juliet. Um, but when I do go into Nashville, unfortunately it's not a local. That's my favorite, but I love Bob's steakhouse and the Omni. Like that's my favorite. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to turn it down. Don't worry. I, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be local. I'll, I'll eat anything. Donnie, you got a place? Yeah, for, I, 
Well, see, and it's crazy. Like he, you know, I lo- I love Bob's. I think Bob's is absolutely amazing. Uh, but in another, you know, one of my favorite places to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pricey, but uh, you know, being a I'm from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. so being a Cincinnati boy, uh, you know, we've got a, we've got a Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse down here, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's absolutely to die for. But if I were to say anything, if you're going to do something local, mm-hmm. you really want to get something local. Uh, I would say uh, there's a really cool place in East Nashville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's local or, or not. I don't. I've never heard of another one, but it's a little Italian place. They make their own pasta, and uh, it's called Nicoletto's. And it's next to it's right next to Mickey's Tavern in East Nashville on Gallatin Road. Mm-hmm. And Nicoletto's mm-hmm. has the best Italian beef sandwich. It's better than Portillo's. It's one of the best Italian beef sandwiches you can ever eat. And it's, it's this little joint uh, on Gallatin Road, on the, basically on the corner of Trinity Lane, which is where my studio is in, in East Nashville, right down from, from, the, from, the, from the record shop, from Grimey's there. And I'm telling you, the Italian beef sandwich in that place is just unreal. That's it. I've got it written down. I'm I'm about to drive up to Nashville just for Nicoletto's. That's pretty much it. I'm just gonna drive up, <laughs> come right back. That sounds pretty pretty amazing, man. I can do I can do an Italian beef for sure. It's it's awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, okay, good. I got my important food question. I'm gonna get back to music now. Scott, you you had a show at Third and Lindsley. That's where uh, the the magic started as far as uh, as far as war hippies. And you asked Donnie to come down and play. And from what I hear, uh, you made absolutely no preparations for this show. This was just uh, this was a wing it special. Uh, and I. Is that is that how you do the majority of your shows up to that point? Was it just uh, you just like to see what happens on stage? Yes, I think sometimes you like go into it with like some sort of plan. But I stopped. I used to get so worked up about like making this perfect set and wondering for like the specific place that we're at our crowd. And finally, I was just like, you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna just wing it, like play it by <laughs> ear. Um, you know, there's a few songs that I always usually ended up starting off with, but um, in this case, you know, it was an acoustic thing, and uh, Donnie literally, we never heard each other play before, and I just randomly was like, hey, I'm doing this benefit, you want to come play? And he was like, yeah, so we get there, and he was like, hey, what are we playing tonight? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he said, can I get a key signature or something? Uh, no, nah, man, just going to wing it. <laughs> and uh, we ended up playing four songs that got like a two and a half minute standing ovation and our wives and uh, my booking agent who was now our booking agent at the time all came in the back of the green room and was like, what the heck was that? What are y'all doing with this? You know? And I think that was the first spark of going like, Hmm. But even then I don't, it wasn't like anything like, Hey, we're going to go full blown into this. It was like, let's do some fun shows throughout the year. Let's, you know, maybe record some songs and put them out just for something fun to do. And it, it it was still like a few months um, until it really like set in that this was that this was kind of taken off on its own, um, and we kind of had to had a realization of uh, all right, well if we're gonna do this, we should just do it a hundred percent and go all in. So yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a it was a cool night for sure. <laughs> Donnie, I mean, you know, uh, being being in music, you, you get a lot of you get you get a lot of wing it people. 
You know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of freestylers out there. Did, yep. w- was there a little bit in your mind, like this could be a train wreck or you're like, ah, I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> you know, you usually, you know, in my experience, if it's, if it's, if it's a guy on an acoustic guitar and he's singing, I'm playing the violin. It's like being a lead guitarist, you know, in my, in that, posi- in that particular position, I, I really just have to listen and mm-hmm. accompany and play along. So mm-hmm. it's really up to me to drop. It's really up to me to drop the ball as long as he can play the song. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it you know, going. You know, yeah, and so, but uh, no, that the, the thing was was, was I, you know you can always do that. I can always come in and play the and play the right notes, play the right scale. You know, the difference is I think with what happened with Scott and I was it was more than that. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a there was a chemistry. There was a there the, the audience could feel an emotion that we didn't even know that I I was able to play. It was an ebb and flow. We played mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and 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 there was a, there was a there was a back and forth and a give and take that that normally takes years to get that to years to happen. So yeah. you know, when lightning strikes like that, and you're like, "Holy crap! I can play with this dude." I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It just works, mm-hmm. and 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 you you've got to take advantage. Of it. That's really what happened, and it's it's really it's been amazing. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, there had to be some kind of chemistry because you know. If if I got up there and and won it with somebody, eighty uh, percent of the crowd would have left, and the other twenty percent would be hurling beer cans <laughs> at me. So, uh, yeah. The funny thing is, is that uh, we still pretty much just wing it. We've never, <laughs> I don't think that we've ever rehearsed. Like even when we did the album, we just kind of like, well, here's the here's a song that I wrote. Here's a song that you that you wrote. Uh, let's put it down, and we just kind of made it up as we went, and we just took that, and then the shows we just kind of like things start working and 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 it just kind of becomes what it's become it's, it's we've never sat down and been like hey we're gonna do this at this point and then it just kind of yeah happens and uh i like it that way because it gives it a lot of flow too because once you know there's times if you don't think that you're catching an audience you just throw mm-hmm. an audible in there mm-hmm. um you know and 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 you, and you go with it and read the crowd um D- and uh, Doing it, a little jam band, us. a little jam band country. I like it. A little, a little yeah. fish meets Cody Jinx. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, when uh, when you guys started up and you actually did start playing those gigs more and more, did you guys think about like getting a whole? band loaded up like let's get the bass the drums the whole deal or it, it was always just like well we work together let's just do this well it's i think yes and no so we, we do have a drummer paul Gehring that, that that plays with us and he's uh, also our video he's also our cinematographer i guess you would say i say mm. videographer he's a cinematographer he's uh he's, he's wonderful at that um but what what but he doesn't have a snare drum or a hi hat. He just has a uh, um, he has his two toms a kick and a tambourine, mm. and we do this more tribal kind of feel to the to the music. And my you know approach to this is is that I always wanted to be a part of something where the songs were really 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 important mm-hmm. and the production wasn't so because I've been a part of so many huge productions. Yeah, you know, from musical theater to classical symphonies to to just these huge gigantic orchestras on top of a rock band like Foreigner, you know, mm-hmm. there's just huge productions and, and those are wonderful. But I've also, you know, I have a love for songwriting and, and Scott's a great songwriter. I love to write songs as well. And, and 
And so, and it also gives us, we were, we were able to kind of organically craft a sound mm -hmm. that I don't think we went out to craft. It happened on its own. And now I feel like we have forever to grow this into. So if we want to turn this eventually and have, you know, you know, Bigger. A, yeah. you know, a band, all these different things, you know, we, re we, we really can. I mean, the sky's the limit is what we can expand into. We didn't, we didn't put it all out there right at, you know, right out of the gate. And I think that's, uh, uh, you know what? What I think makes uh, our sound unique is yeah. that it doesn't. It isn't just your typical band. Yeah. Well, I was. I was actually. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was going to ask that. As far as you know, I, I've seen you talk in the past, Scott, about driving after sort of being enamored with that real country sound. The the you know the red dirt sound. The sort of original country and uh, organic country, if you will. And I was wondering, and, and Donnie answered it to a degree, but, you know, I'm guessing it was more of just your guys' sound coming together, less of you going, let's try to create this sound. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really what's really cool about with what we're doing is that, you know, it, the sound wasn't being chased at all. Like, we weren't being like, oh, we need to, like, do something like what this guy's doing or this guy's doing. It just is what it is. It just came together and honestly like, like when we added the drums in that was an accident too um we were supposed to be doing a, a show i had a show up in deadwood south dakota and half of my band was in nashville and half of them were in texas and or two of them were in texas and two of them got covid and it was like right when things were kind of opening up back up there and um so my guys like they they couldn't make it they couldn't fly they couldn't do anything so mm -hmm. so i was sitting there i had paul who was drumming for me and then i was like hey donnie you want to try this war hippie thing out at this festival in south dakota and we didn't really even tell anybody that we were doing this i we just showed up and was like hey by the way uh <laughs> different billing here COVID. you go <laughs> yeah and so we stuck a kick drum out there and paul had like a shaker mm -hmm. and that was when i think that we realized like oh my gosh that was really freaking cool too. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was such a big sound with just Donnie and I already. Um, I mean, Donnie, he is more of a violinist than he is a fiddle player. And it just cr adds this extra cool sound um, to the music. And then when you add that like tribal kind of beat to it, it was like, it was that, that show that we were like, dude, this is a really cool sound. And I can't say that I've ever heard an acoustic guitar a violinist two vocals and donnie and i's vocals are like being near somehow like family harmony they just match up really well uh -huh. um and then with with some drums there's three guys making a lot of noise and I, I think that the thing about you know there's different ways to be successful in music but i think that when you can when you stumble upon or find a way to say the same thing that's been said a million times differently mm -hmm. i think that that's what will grab people's attention and i think that that's what we've done and why we're having the success that we're having is because people see two acoustic instruments two vocals and some drums and they hear a sound that's coming out that they haven't heard before yeah not like that not live like that and um i love it um but you know the band i was doing before was a more of a southern rock country rock band yeah and it was a amps and electrics and all the big drums and I don't miss it at all. I don't miss it one bit. Like I can, 
I don't lose my voice because I'm trying to scream over amps. Like people can hear the words, <laughs> every word of the lyrics, you know, like it's just, this is the music that I feel like I've always wanted to make, but didn't have the right partner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned it before Donnie, as far as you, you getting to this group and how many other music stylings you had before this that were, you know, completely yeah. different. And I actually went back, you know, 2010, I went back and looked at that first album that you were on with champion there and oh, uh, yeah. all, all kinds of billboard accolades listeners. I mean, top gospel album and just all kinds of stuff. But the thing I love, you go back, you look at that album cover, Donnie's got his Van Halen shirt on in the album cover. So that's that's Matt. That's 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 Goodlow. I'm the guy with the short hair. Oh man, I was about. <laughs> how did they let him have a, a what? What was the decision going in that? Hey, or should we wear our Van Halen shirt? No, 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 no. He wore today. a Van Halen shirt. He had he had ta- he had tattoos and a red beard and uh and I had a, I think I'm wearing a flannel shirt in that cover. You were in uh, the back, yeah. Hair. Yep, yep, in the uh, um, in Matt in and uh, no, we, we it was it was it was it was bonkers, man. I mean, we just it was it was that was what we were. I think that's what made it successful. <laughs> it's the same thing with like Scott and I. They were talking about with this how this 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 came together. Yeah, Champion was the same way. It was a hodgepodge. It was not it was not intentional. Mm-hmm. It just came together and happened. It 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 looks like that. That was I was just like, how did we get a Van Halen shirt on this gospel album? Did anybody? <laughs> 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 After we start this first song, we're going to go into Running with the Devil. Here we go. All right. That's uh, uh, now on the War Hippies album, when you guys actually put the album out, uh, your, your first album together, it seemed to come together real fast as far as albums go. And I mean, you guys have both worked on plenty of albums before this. How did the album, I mean, you, you've been talking about how this feels organic. I mean, did it feel that easy writing the songs once you got as far as putting an album together? Well, on this particular record, most of them were already written. Mm. They were songs that we had either that we had written in the past. Um, the ones that the song that we the first song that we did write together on there was Hangman. Mm-hmm. And Scott, I think we wrote. What did you say? We wrote that song in about twenty five thirty minutes. Yeah. And, and and everything else was just it was it was kind of a no brainer. Scott would be playing a song, and I'd be like, "Well, we're going to cut that." And I'd be playing something like, "Oh, he'd be like, I like that." And we just we just picked them, and then and then you know the the one of the best things about having your own recording studio, especially a nice one, is you could just go in and start building sessions, and they're ready to go. I mean, we've already got like twenty, like close to twenty other tunes already down for the next one. Wow. Wow. So it's more of a you know, choose it, it, which ones are there. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah, exactly. And, and it's also cool because we, you know, having been in Nashville, we have all these amazing um, you know, you know, songwriter friends. As if we're like, "Hey man, uh, we've we've got an idea or whatever, we want to throw something." I mean, it's 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 all of these people are one call away and we can we can just write these amazing songs with these amazingly talented people and just and uh, you know, and and then put them out on the platform that that we've been given, and Travis has, has been kind enough to share with us, and and it's it's really awesome. But yeah, it's very very organic. I mean, it's nice. Scott, you know, it's, well, for make it out alive, for instance, Scott was just sitting behind me, 
in the studio playing a song. I'd never heard the song before. I turned around. I thought I, it was the song was so good. I thought he was playing a cover. <laughs> it, 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 I didn't mean that. Like, I didn't mean that. That, it, that sounds bad to say. I was like, I was like, and it, it, it was so, it, it struck me so, so, like, so deep. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, and that's, that was one of the first times I really started to, to really dive into to how good of a songwriter this Scott is. Yeah. And really started to listen to his catalog and listen to what, what, what he had written for other people and, and these types of things. And I literally just turned around and I said, we're going to cut that. And I, and I, I could hear it immediately in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I could hear American son, for instance, he cut that song before I could, I heard it in my head. And then when we, when I, when we did the production, he goes, that's exactly what I wanted to sound like when I did it first time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's just that really organically how it kind of works out. We have this, this uh this 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 un- unsaid like-mindedness when it comes to music that that organically comes out well i, I definitely think that works better because i hear all the time from artists you know you you especially bands that you've got five four people putting their input in and then the producer putting it in and then eventually whatever comes out isn't what any one of any one of them wants to hear it's some, it, you know, it's some amalgamation that everybody's like, well, I'm not really happy with that. Neither am I. Neither am I. Neither am I. Okay, that's that's what we got. So, I mean, when when both both parts of the group are looking at it and loving it, I think it comes out a lot uh, clearer. It's a lot better distillation as far as the song. On the album, you guys included a cover there, Chris Isaac, uh, uh, Wicked Game. Uh, great jam. I gotta ask, what made you wanna what made you wanna include that one? So that was actually one of the the last song that we played on the very first night that we played together at that at that deal. I did uh, three original music or three original songs, and then we threw that one in at the very end. And that one just, I mean, people were were clapping in the middle of songs on the first three songs, mm-hmm. and just getting really pumped up. But that one, man, people just went crazy about it and um it was kind of one of those songs where it was like it doesn't seem like we should be cutting or covering a song like wicked game by chris chris isaac but we were like we can do whatever we want yeah because we own it <laughs> so, so we did it and uh, that was a i think that was one of the first songs that we cut and it was just watching donnie put together the the orchestra behind it and just it just coming together um man it, it it's just fun. It, it's it's awesome. Yeah, the 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 lyrics. Sound, I mean, the uh, the your guys is like you're mentioning before. The the harmonies on that song are amazing. That's like the 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 best part that sets that off. Such so, so good. Uh, you know, and I I like the Chris Isaac version a lot. But I'd say I probably enjoy your version more than the the Chris Isaac version. Which yeah. you know, it's one of those things. I, I've I've talked with a lot of artists as far as like when you do a cover. You want to do it. You want to put your own stamp on it, but you don't want to go too far away from the original. You got to have that in between, and you guys hit that perfect sort of in between of getting the own stamp, but but not too far. Donnie, I, I saw somewhere I forget where this was that you you're a big fan of the Eagles, which not too surprising. They are a, a great band. Um, the listeners know I'm a huge fan of the Eagles. They're probably rolling their eyes right now and being like, oh, Jesus, he's talking about the Eagles again. Uh, I am, listeners. Deal with it. Uh, if if the War Hippies were to cover an Eagles song, 
What do you think it'd be? What would, what would be the Eagle song that you would want to cover? If you if you were to ask me right off the top of my head, my the, the very first uh, I would I would uh, my one of my uh, would be New York Minute. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I, I love it's, New York Minute. Uh, uh, just because, uh, just you know, it's just it just speaks so clearly to how you know how how futile things can be and how fast life can pass you by. Mm-hmm. And you know, when that that, for that lyric says Harry got up, dressed all in black, went down to the station, and he never came back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and you know, he crossed somebody, and he was too much in this world, and he's gone. You know, mm-hmm. and the wolf is always at the door. You know, so so that kind of thing. But I mean, I with with with. And, and you know, and, and also, I, I just have a, I have a uh, uh, that Hell Freezes Over tour was really just near and dear to my heart because my dad and I watched that, and, and, and uh, so, but yeah, I mean, that would that would that would that would be one that I, I think that Scott and I would really relate to. Did you uh, did you watch? You're talking about the Hell Freezes Over documentary. Have you watched the the full uh, Eagles documentary, the the two parter there? Oh yeah, where he's uh, where they're on or he's on the stage and he's and he's uh, he's gonna. <laughs> He, <laughs> we get done. I'm a freaking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and then you just kind of, and then you kind of see Don Henley talking about you know oh, you smell a rat smells like a rat we got a rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh it's one of, just such a, it's one of ahead. my favorite it's one of my favorite documentaries man that's uh and they they dominate at the seventies they just I mean throughout oh. the seventies just so many good songs like it's crazy and and their progression I always mention their progression just from uh, like a sort of a pure country band to like a, a rock band you know a sort of the, yep. the the true hard rock band Scott what uh, what do you think what, what what would be your your choice for Eagles cover oh, man. Um... The first one that pops up for me is, um, I think War Hippies would do a really good job at uh, uh, Tequila Sunrise. Um, mm. I think um, I would actually love to do a, a remake, Doolin Dalton. Oh. Um, I think um, I would also go with, um, you know, do, I think Desperado would be really cool because Donnie's a killer piano player as well. That was that was the one I was thinking. That was the one I had on the list. That would Desperado. be a great, you know what, we, you know what, we might cover Desperado now to say that. We should, we should. I think we should. Oh, Play ooh. that on the piano. That'd be a great, that's a great song. I, I like that one. I mean, Linda, Linda yeah. Ronstadt would be a lot to, to live up to. Linda's, uh, Linda's version was pretty fantastic on that one, along with the Eagles. Both of them are, are amazing. Uh, well, you already mentioned Absolutely. this. You already mentioned this a little bit, but uh, with all this touring, I was going to ask if you have time to, to write new songs, but I mean, I guess they're already there. It's just when you want to release them and how you want to release them, huh? Yeah, absolutely there. And then we do have, uh, Scott and I have, have, have written a handful of other ones that we're just polishing up and finishing. Nice. Uh, so we, we do. And we, we also sit down and, and, you know, we also, we're, we're constantly coming up with ideas and then we write those ideas down mm-hmm. or, you know, a little voice memo or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and it can be, you know, I think the other, you know, the other, uh, yeah, it's, 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 we're con- we're constantly, uh, 
inventing and, and re-engaging the songwriting process and that just, that just happens naturally just in, just from hanging out yeah and uh just coming up with all right just one of us will come up with something or say something but like, well, that'd be a great idea you know write that down and then you know and, and and so we do that but yeah we do have we but between between us and between all the people we work with i mean there's songs laying around all over we live in that still. yeah it's true <laughs> it's true it's yeah. true. Is there any? Is uh, do you have any any plans coming up that you can tell us as far as a release of a new song, or is that gonna have to gonna have to be a, a teaser for the the audience? They they don't know when another one's coming out. Mainly videos. I think I think we're putting we're we're, we're doing some new video releases to existing songs, and then uh, Scott, what do you think? Probably like. Probably like late fall, but I think I, you know, I, I know we're working on some Christmas stuff, and uh, you know, late fall, maybe maybe uh, early spring, we'll start releasing um, uh, some 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 singles off of the new record. Nice. And kind of reintroducing those, but we're going to start we're going to kind of introduce those in in between uh, videos of existing songs on the existing record. Nice, nice. So, hey, right, Scott. Yeah, um, you know, the, the, I think my best answer would be. The, the, sooner the better um i think that uh you know we don't live in a world anymore to where like releasing an album every two years is the, yeah. is the way to go i think that uh, um you know as we built this um you know we we put our first single out in june of last year the album came out in uh october yeah. of uh <laughs> last year so we're we're still not a year out on that um but it has grown so quickly that um you know, I, I would like to get some new music going out just for the listeners that have been listening for the last eight months mm -hmm. or 12 months, um, uh, just to give them a little something and, um, you know, obviously keep driving numbers up of, uh, of, of, of people listening and streaming. So, um, yeah, I would love to see some stuff, even if it's just Christmas stuff, um, come out before the end of the year. Um, but I would love to see at least one single drop that that's new. Um, we just got some really cool stuff that uh, the, the first album, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And I love it. It's a little melancholy. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's got some, some, some driving stuff in there, but it's, it's, it's pretty chill. And uh, I think that for me anyway, I'd like to see a little bit more of the, like the, the, the hangman yeah. style um, kind of music um, come out. And we've got a, we've got a handful of those that we're, uh, that we're working on. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. Honestly, if it were up to me, I'd, I'd, I'd release music every month, forever. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I always feel bad. That's the thing is like, you know, you said it, it, it's changed and it definitely has changed. And I always feel bad like you, uh, like groups like yourself come on and I know you guys just released an album within the last year and then I'm like, hey, what's new? Give us some new things. Exactly. We're like, you know, like, but, that, but that's the world that we live in and, and you can either try to fight it which you'll lose or you adapt and overcome and, and adjust and um between technology and people's uh uh patience uh, it's just like right here right now mm -hmm. let me have what's next and um you know i i definitely think that we're going to be trying to keep up with that for sure and it sounds like you got a you got a good library going Sounds like you got. It sounds like you got. You got enough arsenal there as far as songs coming out. Donnie and I just sitting around, like legit songs that we could put on an album. We probably have enough for five full albums that are just that we've just said. Like, you know, I, I was I had two publishing deals before COVID, and 
uh, Donnie's written a ton between all of our friends. Like the one thing that I think that we do want to do is like not cut too many other songs that really aren't like at least us being a part of the process. So we're true, true being in the storytellers mm -hmm. of, uh, of telling the stories that we want to tell. Um, but we've got them for days and, you know, but if we write a new one that can overtake another one, then that'll go, that will go on a sixth album, you know? <laughs> That's that's the problem. That's the the choosing which ones you want to release and when, man. It's just there's there's too many. It's too many. Sometimes you get in your own head of like, well, this one's better. We could do this one again. We could do that. How about this one? This was, there's just got. Maybe we should do our next album and just pull them out of a hat. Just pull names out of a hat. And about like, to say what we're doing. Well, I mean, I will say the one great thing about, you know, social media is that is you can put it to the to the listeners. You know, you can show like give them a tease of each one and say, what do you want to hear the whole thing of? What do you like the what do you like of this one or that one? And I will say a lot of times, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of artists do that and it takes the pressure off of you. You're like, "All right, you told me. That's the one. It was your choice, yeah. not me." Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, guys, I uh, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We're up against a break, but uh, it's been a pleasure talking, and uh, I want uh, I want the listeners to get down there to St. Augustine and check you guys out. Absolutely. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And uh, Donnie, did you want to add in the you know, the whole? Oh yeah, why we're yeah. So yeah, so so one of the things that, that you want everybody to know is that so I have my own violin line in mm -hmm. Sweetwater, which is a master music retailer. Uh -huh. And we are actually working with uh, with Sweetwater. War Hippies are working with Sweetwater and uh, my partners in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we are doing is we're partnering with the Sing Out Loud Foundation on this particular, with Sing Out Loud on this particular event. And we're going to be uh, donating. So what we're going to do is, is Sweetwater and, and, and the War Hippies and Sing Out Loud, we're going to donate uh, orchestra programs, basically all of the instruments necessary to all of the schools in the St. John School District. Oh man, that is awesome! Yeah, and that's and that's part of a nationwide incentive in which we're going to be doing that once a quarter across the United States of America. We're going to be giving orchestra programs back to kids uh, because the government has taken away the funding for it. So we're yeah. going to subsidize that for them, and we're going to take care of it so the kids have the opp same opportunity that I had when I was a kid. Because I tell you, if I didn't have that opportunity to play in the orchestra or play the violin when I was in the you know fourth fifth grade, uh, I, I I I would say I probably wouldn't have graduated high school. I one hundred percent would not be where I am right now. Yeah. And so being able to provide that, so that's one of the main things we're going to be doing. We're going to be presenting a uh, uh, a massive donation to the school district and uh, taking care of all of that. And that this is going to be the actual uh, the starting, and this is going to be the 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 the, the basically the foundation if the first the first implementation of this program is going to be down in st augustine florida that is awesome man that uh, i definitely agree uh i wasn't in orchestra i was in concert band and in uh in marching band but i definitely agree that uh and scott i did win the semper fi award um they did not convince me to go to the Marines. They tried, and I was like, pass, fellas. I'm not going to be good for that. That will be very bad. You do not want me in your Marines. Trust me. But uh, but I do say, I mean, music is, is so, so integral to, uh, to 
kids growing up, man. So that is uh, that is fantastic. Uh, all the more reason to to come down and, and check you guys out there at the uh, the Sing Out Loud uh, festival. It's going to be awesome, guys. I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Absolutely, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, make sure you check them out. Make sure you get down there to uh, St. Augustine. Stream all of their music on all the streaming services you got out there. Uh, right now, let's take a listen to that cover of uh, Wicked Game right here on the Doc G Show. No one could save me but you Strange what desire make foolish people do I never dreamed that I'd meet somebody like you I never dreamed that I'd love somebody like you Knowing how I don't want to fall in love Knowing how I don't want to fall in love With you Wicked game we play Make me feel this way What a wicked thing to do Let me dream of you and What a wicked thing to say Never felt this way What a wicked thing to do To make me dream of you Desire make foolish people do
Here on the Doc G Show. There we go. Little little war hippies, Mike. That's little right. War hippies. Uh, cover there of a fantastic 90s song. Wicked Game. Love that jam. Yes! Love that. Love the original. Love their version. Fantastic. Get the time, folks. Go out to the old Sing Out Loud Festival in St. Augustine. All kinds of all kinds of good people are going to be there besides the war hippies, Mike. King, uh, Black Keys. Black Keys are going to be okay. there. They're a pretty cool. big deal. They're, oh, yeah. They're a pretty big deal. Mumford and Sons. Ooh. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah, those guys. Man, did they, did they, those guys reach a peak back in the, the mid 2000, like 2012 ish? My goodness. Yeah. Uh, what was the song? Little Lion Man? Was that the name of their first jam? Something along those lines. Uh, yeah, you yeah. don't do songs. What am I thinking? I That's ridiculous. But regardless, <laughs> Mike, you need to go out there. You need to check it out. War Hippies, thanks to the fellas for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Mike appreciates it. We do. We need to move on, though, Mike. We need to move on to the fastest growing segment in the world. The Mike C. Top three Woo! mike i like this uh you know this I, I i as you know i think i've i've mentioned to the the audience multiple times they're probably aware i like to think about traveling but not actually do it that's a fact you know Same. I, mm-hmm. I i when it actually comes to it i have a crisis of being like oh god i gotta leave my house and do other things than go out of here. And it's horrible for like the first couple of days of a trip. So true. But, uh, you know, I like, I love just going on the internet and seeing these places and be like, I need to go there. And I'll tell you with this one, Mike, that was the thing. It's all these places Mm -hmm. in Africa. I was like, oh my God, that looks so cool. I need to go there. Now, will I? Probably not. Nope. Probably not. We're putting it at a very low percentage. I would have, like I said, I would have to have millions of dollars, Mike. That's going to be my necessity for this because millions of dollars, I don't have to think about the travel plans. It's just like, yeah, do it. Yeah, somebody or or millions of listeners live show. That's true. If if they bring us there, <laughs> we'll do it there as well. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So now, Mike, do you want to? Uh, uh, by the way, I went on that whole soliloquy and then I didn't actually bring up the topic. I'm sorry, listeners. Girl, come the topic, if you weren't listening last week, is top three places we would want to travel to in Africa. Now, uh, Mike, do you want to do honorable mentions first or last? I have no honorable mentions. So, but what do you want me to do? Do you, you want? want okay, do I'll do them first. I'll do them. For, I've got a, yeah, I've got go a it. bunch of them. Uh, first of all, Cape Town, Cape Town mm. in South Africa, just such a cool city. Just down yeah. there at the bottom of Africa, it's just like the sort of end of the world almost, you know? You're just mm. down there mixing of the Indian Ocean and the Atlantic, and it's just like 
there's just so much going down there. They always do the the uh, nature shows of that's where a lot of the kill, killer whales come out to just party. Yeah, and lots of great whites too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Just it's it's Ugh. it's a wild place, man. And then you got Table Mountain up there. Table Mountain just looks bananas on uh, you know looking over the city. So it's just mm-hmm. wild. So Cape Town, shout out to them. That's an honorable mention. Uh, Mountain Gorillas in Rwanda. Um, mm. That's just, it's just wild, you know? There's a very small population of them. They're very endangered. They live up in the mountains by themselves. They're very secluded. You can go up there and just, you know, see them. You got to go on a tour guide. You can't, like, go by yourself. But I will say on that one, Mike, I would need, like, a very, very strong taser and like a, a tranquilizer to feel a little bit safe. Yeah, something. Yeah, you, know? you saw that video? The gorilla just grabbing the yeah. guy and pulling through the, the yeah, hood. yeah. See, I don't <laughs> want that to happen. You know, those guys. I was just telling my dad just the other weekend. They scare me way more than than like tigers. Like tigers, like you see on your face, on their face, you're like, oh, I'm getting ready to get mauled. But like a gorilla, you just don't know. All of a sudden, they're just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm done with you. Whap! And just knock, yeah. like, just into oblivion, you know? And they're just fast, and they're smart, and they're they're mysterious. There's a, but but mm-hmm. that's the other thing. I do want to see them in their natural environment. It just looks so yeah, wild. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, then the next one, Mount Kilimanjaro, Mike. Mm. Mount Kilimanjaro. Shout out to Jess from Hotel Fiction there that we've had on the show. She climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Insane. Wow. Yeah! And she's like 24. 20 something like that she's done so much more in her life than 19, I ever had. feet yeah she's done so much more in her life Mike I'm just Amazing. a stupid loser over here regardless <laughs> uh, also Fish River Canyon Fish River Canyon it's basically Grand Canyon number two Mike it's insane oh okay yeah it's just it's it's super it's it's the biggest canyon besides Grand Canyon in the world and it looks mm. very very similar there you go. Uh, Cape hmm. Verde. Cape Verde, I should say. Verde. Cape Verde. Verde. Uh, right hmm. off, uh, it, it's it's off the uh, uh, the Atlantic side of um, of Africa, and it's just very tropical. Looks lovely. Looks very hmm. lovely. I'm checking that out. Yeah, it's 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 wild. It's why it's actually where a lot of like hurricanes start to develop. You know, they're not actually a problem there, but that's where they start, and they travel all the way across the uh, Atlantic and, uh, you know, demolish us. Um, last Hurricane one. Hurricane nursery. Last, yeah, exactly. Last one, Mike, Zanzibar. Zanzibar mm. is basically sort of the same deal, except on the uh, east coast of Africa. So there you go. There you go. Mm, I like the song, Zanzibar. Yeah, man. So that's that's, song, yeah. that's all my honorable mentions, Mike. I guess I will go into my number three. Do it, Victoria Falls. Sweet Victoria Falls, Mike. Twice as tall, over twice the height of Niagara Falls. Twice as long as Niagara Falls. It is by volume the biggest uh, waterfall in the world. Just a massive, massive waterfall. Insane, man. It just looks absolutely insane. Oh, wow. I've actually never Google image this, and I'm so happy I did. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. It is pretty nuts, Mike. 
I mean, to see that it's over, it's over, it's over a mile long. The falls wow. are over a mile long. Like, yeah, and it's so crazy. There's people chilling on the edge, mm -hmm. so you can get on the edge of the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Screw that noise. No, yeah, I'm not getting anywhere close to it, especially like the Where? rainy season. You just have like a Ugh. huge change in water, and then all of a sudden you just yeah. go flying off the side. No, thank you. But I would definitely love to see it in person. It'd be very impressive. It'd be yeah, crazy. That's awesome. Mike, you're number three. What do you got? Uh, uh, Serengeti National Park mm -hmm. Safari. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. During. The wildebeest, the migration, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Mike, that goes perfectly. That's my number two, Serengeti National Park. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's just yeah, it's what you think when you think Africa. It's just yeah, Lion King. You know, yeah, you got everything. That's what I think. You get what well, you got. I mean, you got you got lions, you got wildebeest, you got zebras, you got uh, uh, giraffes. You got uh, rhinos, you got cheetahs, you got everything. Everything Rubs. that lives out in the savanna. Hyenas, you got the scary mm. hyenas out there. The shadow, the dark area. I don't really, I don't really, you know, that's uh, it's one of my animal videos I always get sucked into. Anytime there's a lion hyena showdown, I got to check that out. And I'm always yeah. just, it might just be because of the Lion King, but I'm always pulling hard for those lions. I'm like, kick that, <laughs> do it. Get them! Those dirty hyenas. I don't like it at all with their little cackling laugh. Don't like it. Yeah. Anyways, Mike, that would be an amazing one. Amazing mm -hmm. one. What's your mm -hmm. number two? My number two is actually Mount Kilimanjaro. I want to go there. I want to check it out. 19,300 or 500 feet. Um, I'd say... I don't know if I'd climb it. No, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta. At least go you to the base. It. Train it, man. Go. Train it. Yeah. Get ready for it. Do it. I mean, Jess did it, and she said she just, she did, she said she got a little sick going up it, you know, as far as, like, the altitude change. Yeah. It was, it was rough. It was definitely rough, but, I mean, you know, you train for it. You can you can get it done. I mean, you're you're a fit guy. You can do it. I'm sure you could do it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Those mountains at 19,000 feet, it just gets sketchy out there. We almost turned around at 11,000 feet, you know. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm well, kind of a, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, yeah. I, I'm not doing it. I mean. I just want to see it, you know. Maybe if I had like a, a Sherpa beside me that was just carrying an yeah, oxygen kind of tank guide, the whole yeah. time. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, there we go. Let's keep going. Oh. We haven't left the base. I'm sorry. All right, I need oxygen. <laughs> I'm sorry that you've had to hold this the whole time. That's got to be tiring. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, I. Uh, my 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 brother actually brought that up a while back that he wanted to to do it uh you know uh, us go on a trip uh and then that whole uh covid thing happened so uh we definitely did not continue jeez um anywho mike my number one very very i'm sure it's your number one ancient age ancient egypt Ancient Egypt. Yeah, Ancient Egypt. Is that your number one, Mike? No, it should have been an honorable mention. Though. No, I, they didn't even make it. I can't. I can't. An honorable mention. I can't uh, believe Egypt. it, Mike. I, I can't. mean, it's cool. I, I can appreciate the ruins and the pyramids and all that stuff, but it's know. the only ancient wonder that still exists. That's still there. It's amazing. The only one. I mean, we we got Stonehenge and it's the no. It's the only seven. Uh, 
the only uh, ancient wonder of the seven wonders of the world that's still there. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing, Mike. It is. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, to to see those giant structures, just wild, just mm. wild, and they've been there for thousands and thousands of years. Just I don't know, man. No, not doing it for you. I'm not in, I'm, I always have this thing where I'm not very impressed with these uh, structures. <laughs> I saw eh. a big Ben. It wasn't that impressive. Eh. Could have been bigger. <laughs> uh, impressed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say Big Ben's not. Yeah, that's not a. Yeah. Now, now you went, you went to Italy though, right? Yeah. The, actually, you know what? The Pantheon. I was about to say, where you? Parthenon. Uh, yeah. Pantheon? Parthenon. Parthenon. Parthenon is right. in it's, Greece. Okay, Parthenon is in, so we didn't go to the Greece. Pantheon was, uh, is in Rome. Rome. We were in Rome. That's where we were. Okay. Ah. Okay, Pantheon where is the, what we're where looking the for. Elon Musk and, uh, and Mark Zuckerberg are going to have a, have yes, a fight. Yes, except yeah. they're just not, they're going to they're gonna have their debate at the Pantheon. They're going to have their uh, fight at the Colosseum. There we uh, go. There you we know. Go. But uh, yes, regardless, <laughs> both of them, very wow. impressive. Pantheon, extremely. Anyways, I got completely sidetracked. My number one is uh, Egypt. Yeah, I just, I think I'd be uh, just all struck by the buildings. I think it's a, a got to. You got to go there. Yeah. What is your number one, Mike? Again, honorable mention, Doc G. That would have been. Uh, but so my number one is Morocco. I want to go to mm. the. Um, actually, the whole reason why I created this top three was just to say how talk about how cool Morocco looks. Yeah. Uh, the sand dunes that go into the water. They got the boogie boards. They go out on boogie boards. Yeah. Down the sand dunes into the water, and it, the water's beautiful. The beaches are beautiful. The city looks amazing. Morocco. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I definitely agree with you, Mike. Yeah. Morocco is, uh, is uh, very, and it's. I mean, it's got, it's got a very Mediterranean feel since it's just right across the. You know, I mean, it is on the Mediterranean. Yeah. You know, so you get yeah. like, mm -hmm. you get all the vibes there, and then you can go mm -hmm. to the. You know, you can go to the uh, Strait of Gibraltar and just look right over there to Spain. You can literally see it across the entrance to the Mediterranean. It's wild, mm. you know? Yeah. Casablanca is an amazing place right there. I mean, yeah, I get it. I was going to have, I was going to have, Casa, uh, I was going to have visiting Casablanca on the, uh, on my honorable mention. So definitely. Casablanca. Yeah. That's the, you know, that's the biggest, the biggest city there, or at least I think it's the biggest city. I don't think there's any other bigger cities in, in, uh, Morocco. I don't think. Anyways. Anyways, Mike. Nice. I like it. Uh, all of our mentions, I would like to go to all of those, and uh, I would like to be rich enough not to have to do any of the planning for it and have oh, yeah. uh, just extravagant private uh, jets there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah. That's all that. I, no shots. All yeah, that stuff. That's what I would like. Shots. But regardless, Mike, uh, do you have our topic for next week? Yeah, how about top three donuts? Say what? We have got back top into food, donuts. and I'm yes. not mad about it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to go digging, because they've came up with some zany donuts in the, yeah, last, in the last couple of decades. You know, it's not just... It's not just uh, glazed anymore, folks. There's all nope. kinds of things. There are all kinds of things, and we will figure them out. Mike, we have got two birthday suits left. Do you want 
The director or the musical artist? Let's go with the director. Okay. This is a huge director. You know some of his movies. I, I'm going to... We'll see if you can put his name together. Uh, I'm going to just try to give you the major movies first. Terminator. Aliens. There we go. There it is. James Cameron. Nicely done. I thought you'd be able to get it, Mike. I thought, you know. Yeah. It's crazy, the success of James Cameron. You know? Yeah. Just the success he's had. Uh, I mean, you look at it. I mean, obviously, the Terminator was good. But then he does Titanic, which was the first movie to go over a billion. And then he does Avatar, which was the first movie to beat Titanic after, uh, at 12 years after Titanic. All together, Mike, his films have earned more than $8 billion worldwide. Jeez. $8 billion. But I didn't actually look it up. He's the only the, the second highest grossing film director of all time. I don't know who's, who's beating him. I don't know if it's George Lucas or Spielberg or who. I'll have to look it, it up. It would have to be George Lucas. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow to I'm gonna follow up. I'm gonna follow up. We'll we'll see who it is. Uh, also, side note, he uh, he is was the first person to do a solo dive to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, uh, mm-hmm. deepest part of the Earth's ocean. Which I say f- that, Mike. No way. Yeah. No, no way. No way. way. No way uh doc g oh my gosh i saw the worst info it was like a uh, animation of what would happen if if your body was in that titan submersible mm-hmm. and they did they have like newer better animations like what would happen to your skeletal structure oh god don't watch the video don't worry i'm not interested because you know what mike never gonna do it so there's ne- there's never a question there's never a question if somebody says hey i'll give you a free trip to the bottom of any part of the no, ocean, I would go pass. No, I, I don't need you. You can you can uh, put a video camera down there, Mike. I can see I can see what it looks like. I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. need I don't need to be down there, especially especially thirty thousand feet down there. I don't need to do it. No way. The Mariana Trench. Nuh-uh. No way. No way. Crazy, Mike. That's where the aliens are. It's they're hanging out the down alien there. Base. It's very surprising that he didn't run into them. It's what? weird. Um, anyways, Mike, our uh, last birthday suit. You can do it. You can do it. A three for three. A three for three, Mike. So, uh, I'm going to give, like I told you, a musical artist. I'm going to give you some of the songs, and hopefully you can get it from just the songs. Here we go. Like a Virgin. Material girl. There it is. Madonna is correct. Three for three. Woo! What's that? Is that your Mickey Mantle card? Uh, Yeah. Mike. Mike was just excited. He had to throw up something for the three for three. Mike, uh, do you know what city or uh, what uh, state Madonna was born in? Hmm. I'm gonna go Michigan. Nailed it. Nailed really? it. Nicely done. Ah. Mike's on fire, everybody. He's on fire. So true. For, uh, born in Bay City, Michigan. Then she uh, moved to New York City after dropping out of college. Uh, she just started doing her, her work there, dancing first, and then she uh, started 
um, uh, singing and performing. Uh, debut album, almost 40 years ago to the day, Mike. 40 years ago. Yeah, it's insane. Two top 10 singles, Borderline, Lucky Star. Then she released Like a Virgin, which became uh, the uh, highest-selling female solo artist album of all time at the time. Uh, it went on to sell 21 million albums. She has gone on to sell over 300 million albums. She is the best-selling female recording artist of all time. She has been named the annual top-earning female musician in four different decades. She is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she is known as the Queen of Pop. Just a couple of months ago, she almost uh, had a real bad, yeah. seri serious bacterial infection. Mm -hmm. Glad to hear she's doing better. She is planning yes. on going back on the road there, Mike. Happy birthday to the Queen of Pop. Uh, turning 65, Mike. 65 for Madonna. There we go. There we go. Mike, uh, we need to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we do have some fantastic, fantastic guests. I've already mentioned to the uh, listeners, ZZ Ward will be on the show. Can't wait to talk to ZZ. Also, very exciting, Mike. Returning guest, Yonder Mountain String Band on the show. Mike, we had, last time we had uh, Dave and Nick coming on the show. This time we got Ben and Adam. Say what? We're rounding out the group. Now we've gonna we've had the whole group on. Very exciting. Cool. Yeah, can't wait. Two of the founding members there, Ben and Adam, coming on the show. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, we've got some other great shows coming up, but for now we gotta wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus, Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. zip it a doo da